Howdy, howdy, y'all, and welcome to the cast. We are coming to you live from MM Studios. A little programming note, those fools at Apple finally accepted the cast, so please go to iTunes, subscribe, leave me a five-star review. Let's make this happen, y'all. And if you think whoring for listeners is off-brand, then you are deeply mistaken. Do I do this for the love of the game? Hell no. I do it for the shmoney and the fame. So please, tell all your friends, get them listening, subscribing, five stars, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever. Just get those plays up, baby. And here's the thing, we don't ask much here at Untitled Cast, just ten precious minutes of your day. That's like a quarter of your, your commute. If your commute is less than ten minutes, then fuck you for living your best life, you're a monster. Although, let's be realistic here, if your commute is less than 10 minutes, then you're probably working at home, which means you definitely are looking for a two-hour podcast, in which case, sponsor that content, baby, and we'll, we'll make more happen. Two hours of Untitled Cast every day, who gives a shit? All right, let's dive in. We've got a lot to cover today. First, and, and this is really important, I can't stress this enough, folks, this is a, a pressing issue. Monkeys are not our friends. You may think that they're our friends, but they're not. Monkeys are dreadful creatures. If you've ever lived in a country or place where monkeys and humans cohabitate, then you know. Monkeys are fucking after you. They will steal your shit. They will break into your house. They will scratch you. They will bite you. They will jerk off at you. They will throw their shit on you. They're basically Ohio State fans. I lived in India for a bit, so I can tell you from first-hand experience that monkeys are vile, vile creatures. I've seen monkeys reach into people's pockets, take their keys, wallet, I've seen them grab cameras, I once saw them steal a bag of toys from a child, and then hiss at the father as, it, as he tried to get it back. So basically, monkeys are evil. But probably my favorite terrible monkey story uh, happened to a good friend of mine who was stopping at a juice stand outside Varanasi, which is sort of the cultural heart of Hindu India. And she stops at a juice stand, it's elevated, kind of covered in this fake grass thing. And you know the etiquette is you, you take off your shoes and you step up to the juice stand. So she takes off her sandals, steps up to the juice stand, buys a juice, turns around just in time to see a little fucking monkey jump out of a tree, pick up her sandals, run up the tree. So she's flipping out, like, what happened to my sandals? She asks the guy, what, what do I do? The guy working the booth goes, give him 20 rupees. Rupees are it's like about the equivalent of 40 cents at the time. So she tries to give him a 10. Rupees come in $10 denominations. And the monkey won't take it. It's just standing there, holding her sandals, taunting her, literally making cheeping noises at her. And finally, she pulls out a second 10 rupee bill, Holds out the two. The monkey warily peeks out from the branch, jumps down, drops off her sandals, and picks up the money. And I know what you're thinking, and you're probably right. It's most likely that this wicked human uh, was in cahoots with the monkey beast, and it was all a sort of orchestrated effort to scam welcome passerbys. But we're judged by the company we keep here. You hang with scammers, you're a scammer. If you're scamming, you're a scammer. That's the way that scamming works. And if you're scamming, then you are not our friends. And if we're talking about scammers in cahoots 
who are not our friends, we should probably talk about ISIS and Boko Haram. Oh, shit. Hit the horns. So ISIS is basically the Drake of international terror. I don't know if they're the king, but they're probably the biggest name out there right now. And if you want to extend the metaphor, then you have Al-Qaeda, who's basically Lil Wayne. You know, somebody that dropped one of the most fire albums of all time, seemed like they were a really big deal, but in retrospect, like, they were, but I don't know, and they're kind of washed up now, and they gave birth to Drake, and, like, they're friends, they're enemies, who knows? The whole thing is very reminiscent of that situation. You could definitely argue that, you know, Drake was influenced by Wheezy in the same way that ISIS was influenced by Al-Qaeda. But, similar to the situation, Drake doesn't really have any album that's quite as fire as the Carter Three. Hasn't quite reached the tippy top that Wayne was able to get to. And honestly, let's be real folks, where's ISIS's 9-11? I don't know. We're not talking about it. You'll bear with me on the continuing rap metaphor here. Boko Haram is basically the Migos of the terror game. They're out there dropping serious fucking fire. People maybe have heard of them, but really, they're only second nature to you if you're deep in the game. If you love hip-hop, you know Migos. There's no question. If you love terror, then you know Boko Haram. They're basically doing the same shit out here. If you don't know who Boko Haram is, pick up a fucking newspaper. What's wrong with you? Jesus Christ. But in short, they're a terrorist group, uh, loosely affiliated, now a little more strongly affiliated with uh, ISIS. Um, they're based in West Africa, uh, mostly in Nigeria, and they're famous for their ruthless tactics. The New York Times just had a story this week about kidnapping female residents of towns and turning them into terrorists. They're unyielding in their attacks on children, women, and a very strict adherence to a radical Islam ideology, which again is somewhat in line with what you hear about happening in Syria and Iraq under ISIL. So if you're ready for some jokes about Boko Haram, aka Joko Haram's, jo Joko's Haram? Joko, your mom? No, no. Uh, fictional friend of the show, Stephanie Muffins, is shaking her head vigorously, telling me this is not a good path to go down. But Joko's Haram aside, you gotta admit, Boko Haram is pretty fucking G. Most people are straying away from attacking children and imprisoning females and making them do their bidding. But Boko Haram is out here just fucking running with it. They, they've they made it their hallmark. Uh, they're famous particularly for destroying girls' schools. ISIS as well. Y you know, you really gotta respect the commitment that these guys are showing. They're willing to forego generations of learning and development in favor of just basically running shit. And that short-sighted commitment is almost admirable. Something, I don't know if I could get behind it, but something that I think we might want to try in some of our most broken school districts across America. Little kids hate going to school. Let's give them a reprieve here. All right, all right, you, you caught me. I, I'm, I'm just kidding here. Um, you know, say what you will about the Trump and his red hats. 
but at least they're still in favor of letting little girls go to school. Now, they might be in favor of teaching them that Jesus and the dinosaurs fought alongside George Washington when we defeated the Mexicans for our independence, but they're still in favor of teaching them as long as you're not transgender. I'm getting a look here from Stephanie Muffins, and I think she's raising a good point. Are, are we still making Trump jokes? Is, is that over? Are, are we done? Can we move on to Ted Cruz? Because if we can, then let's say what needs to be said here. Ted Cruz looks like somebody who lectures homeless people about getting a fucking job. And you know, I, I respect it. I respect the hustle, you know, because you might catch a buck fifty talking a little too closely to the mentally disturbed that our city continues to ignore. But, you know, that's that's Ted Cruz's style. He's he's all guns blazing. And, and I, I guess I can I can respect it. And look, you know me, I, I don't try to get behind conspiracy theories. That's not really my style. But, I, you know, there is a bit of a correlation. I won't say a causation. I'll say a correlation between the rise of Uber in New York City and the rising homeless population. It's possible that Uber has stealthily uh, attempted to put people out on the streets in an effort to coerce our uh, uh, more well-to-do populace to take Ubers everywhere instead of braving the dark New York City streets where motherfuckers are catching buck fifties out here. And I think that's great business. Look, if there are any homeless people left if we choose to take care of them when the impending uh, wave of seawater washes the sidewalks here in New York City due to global warming, then my company, Ganuber, will have a strict no-homeless-people policy. And you can get behind that. I, I know a good business plan when I see one, and I, I really think that Uber's onto something here. Uh, so again, on-demand gondola service uh, when the streets are flooded and we become the Venice of the East, uh, and no homeless people allowed. And honestly, well, what more do you need? A beautiful gon gondola ride with no homeless people? It certainly doesn't sound like Venice. It sounds really lovely and charming. All right, y'all. That about wraps it up. Unironic non sequitur. If you're not watching this season of Girls, you should be. It's fucking great. I highly recommend it. Anyways, there's no uh, 10 for the weekend this week because none of you listened to it, so I'm fucking scrapping it. At me, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Uh, as usual, thank you very much. Godspeed. And enjoy. Stay safe, y'all. Hit the horns.